In today's episode, I want to get a little personal. In 2018, someone I love very dearly said to me, I was insecure, that I had low self-esteem and that I lacked confidence. I was driving home from my boyfriend's house at the time. And I was talking to this person on the phone, talking about dance, I believe, and just how frustrated I was with my experience as a pre-professional dancer and how I really felt that I couldn't go on doing this career anymore as a performer. This had been going on for a while. I had been having anxiety over becoming a pre-professional dancer. I no longer felt like it was really what I truly wanted, but also a huge part of it is that I really didn't believe I was good enough to be a professional dancer. So I am venting to this person on the phone and they said to me that the biggest problem was that I lacked confidence and it hurt. And I wasn't really aware of it at the time that I was lacking confidence. And honestly, part of me didn't believe it either because there was other areas of my life where that wasn't true. But in some areas of my life, I was presenting a lack of confidence and it was true. So in today's episode, I'm going to tell you how I changed that. So you want to be an it girl? Welcome back to Confessions of Wanna Be It Girl. I'm your host, Marley Frygang, and I'm here to help you filter out all the BS and become the next it girl, if you will. As you might know, I'm still very much a work in progress. So we're going to learn from my mistakes together. So self-confidence and self-worth. I think we go through phases of struggling, not struggling with this. And I think there's so many different areas of your life you can be confident and then not be confident in another area. For instance, you can be a really confident person socially in just like a friend environment, but maybe you're not confident in a work environment. I'm saying I don't believe that a complete blanket idea to be confident, just be like a confident person. I think everybody lacks and is stronger in confidence in a certain way. But I think the biggest thing is that confidence comes from the idea of believing your self-worth or owning your self-worth. And self-worth is interesting because something else I want to set up in this definition of what I believe affects confidence, knowing your self-worth and showing everybody else your self-worth are kind of two different things. So I personally believe that you can have an understanding of your self-worth. You know what your self-worth is, but until other people see that you see it and show it, I don't really know if it matters that you believe you have self-worth. And to clarify, I don't think you need affirmation on it. It's just like, for instance, like we're going to use a shallow example. You could have a million dollars in the bank, but until you tell people you have a million dollars in the bank, they don't really know that. And so until you start expressing your worth to other people, how can they know that you really value your self-worth? So that's something I've kind of thought about. So you have to perceive it from reality. So those are just some thoughts I've had about it. And the first thing I'm going to say to improve your self-worth is therapy. I'm not going to go into this. We're not going to talk about it. I said it moving on. I think in order to improve your confidence that will innately be affected by you having a higher value of your self-worth is you have to want to change. If you just like say you want more confidence, I don't really think that's like earning the change. Like it's just like saying like, oh, I want to buy a car. Like until you actually truly want that thing, I don't think it's going to come to you. You have to be open to the change. 
Another idea is that you'll start to notice you want to change your self-worth and grow your confidence. When you are truly putting in a 10 effort, you're giving it your all, your true, true all. So this could look like your self-worth in your work environment needs to change and you're doing okay at it. You maybe missed a few emails. You weren't as prepared as you could for a meeting, but you're doing a good job. So like you're giving an eight effort, but when you are putting in a 10 effort. We're talking not missing emails, being so prepared, being on top of your game in the it girl zone, if you will. When you're giving the 10, that's when you're going to notice you want to grow your self-worth. Like is when you're already at that brink of like something has to change because I'm giving it my all. That's when I think we kind of like open the doors to like growing our self-worth and confidence. So then if you are feeling like I'm giving a 10 effort in whichever area you want to grow, but you realize something is making you feel like a seven in that situation. So let's go back to the work example. You are giving a 10 effort to your work, but the job itself, for some reason, maybe it's compromises your morals. Maybe it's the work environment there. It's making your work effort of a 10 feel like a seven. That's a sign you need to change something. I think also this is true of like, you can be a 10 out of 10 friend, but somebody in your friendships or life is making you feel like a seven, maybe time to evaluate that friendship. So you want to look for the things that make your 10 feel less than a 10. For me, an example of this would be at the beginning of the year, I had an agent and a manager here in LA who were fine. They did their job, whatnot. Well, my manager did her job more than not. I was coasting. I felt good. We were gelling a little bit and it wasn't great. It wasn't bad, but they were getting me auditions. They were doing, I would say, most of their end of the bargain. And there were times where I did maybe most plus an end of a bargain. So maybe they were giving a seven effort and I was giving maybe like an eight effort. And I don't think that's too much of a difference. Like, you know, I was doing my auditions on time. I was preparing. I was coaching. I was dropping them lines of every month of like what's new. So I was giving like an eight effort. But then something happened and I started really giving a 10 effort. Like I'm talking, going above and beyond, doing auditions quick as possible, super commutative, asking what I can do, whatnot. And I'm really putting in now a 10 effort to my acting career in trying to communicate with my reps. Like I literally felt like I had done everything to make this relationship with these two reps work and nothing changed which at some phases in life is maybe fine because nothing changed after a good period of time made my 10 effort feel like a seven. So I left the reps and I haven't gotten new reps all year, which could make my 10 feel like a four. And there's been moments where it's felt like a four, but I have to open up all those extra slots for something really, really good. So like hopefully an amazing rep is around the corner. You see what I'm saying? Like you have to cut the bullshit that's pulling your score down. You have to be aware of the changes that you need to make around you. And one of the things I noticed was the way I would talk about myself. And I saw this on TikTok, so don't at me. And whoever created this, you're a genius. I'm sorry, I don't remember your name. This person on TikTok, I was scrolling and every time you talk to somebody and you use an I statement and you say something like, I didn't get enough sleep. Or I blah, 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 blah. I'm a hairstylist. Whatever it is, take out your phone, pull up your notes app and write down the I statements whenever you're talking to someone and you have to be, make yourself aware of it. And so for instance, I was talking on the phone to a friend and she was like, yeah, we both work so hard. And I go, and I'm the least successful. 
I said that. And that was like, I had to write that down in the note. And I was like, holy fuck. Like I just said that uncalculated, not thinking about it. But when you say things like that, you're identifying yourself like that. So it's made me super aware of like what I take ownership of. I think it's a great exercise to try every time you're talking to someone and you use an I statement and it can be anything. I'm tired, like write it down. And after like a few weeks, honestly, I'm still working on it. You'll start to see a few things reappear or something that's so glaring. Like, I can't believe I said I'm unsuccessful. Like now I will never forget that. You have to notice the things that need to change. So for me, it was the way I talked to myself. (laughs) This is the least fun point to talk about. You're going to know you need to grow and work on your self-worth when honestly you are so sick of yourself. When you are like an antsy break and you just can't take it anymore. You literally cannot rock bottom stand the way you're being or acting or whatever. Like you will know, like it is literally like having ants in your pants. I remember when this chapter was going on for me, I literally think I was sitting right here and I was like talking to somebody on FaceTime. And I was just like, could not stand the question she was asking me because of the way I responded, not because of what I said, but it was legitly the way I responded. So this was kind of like a manifestation coach, if you will, Amy Park, check her out. And I was talking to her and she was like, well, how do you feel about this? Or how do you feel about that? And I was like, I just feel like I have a sidewalk and I was on the sidewalk and then I kind of got off the sidewalk and then I got back walking on the sidewalk. But now I feel like I'm all the way on like an unbeaten path. Like I do not feel aligned. I feel off. I can't even speak well. I have no clarity. I was so sick of myself. And that was like the breaking point. There was so much else going on. This is also when I left my acting studio that I love because I just like felt so off my path. Like literally for me, it took a mental breakdown for you. I hope you have cued in some of these things we've talked about that maybe you'll have the inkling before you just like mentally break down. But yeah, so you will get so sick of yourself and the things to start doing is looking for some kind of guidance or thing that you can implement. So at this point in my life, I did join the program Awaken Joy. It's Amy Park's like life manifestation coaching program. And so I was so sick of the way I felt I joined that program. And it's been amazing. I've learned just so much about having a daily habit or like how you talk to yourself or even just how you think about the world around you. But we have other episodes with Amy Park, so you should check those out. But regardless, I wanted to change. And at the same point, I was like, I'm at rock bottom. I want to change. I feel like a seven. I started implementing one habit. I want to say five days a week. Sometimes it's six, but it's really five days. And for me, it was 20 minutes of working out. And when I say working out, I don't really mean like, like I worked out. Sometimes 20 minutes of working out is me going for a walk. Sometimes 20 minutes of me working out is just stretching. Like it doesn't have to be insane. But at the same time, sometimes I do like Peloton or like whatnot, or I go to a workout, but 20 minutes a day of just one thing that you can consistently come back to has just made me feel amazing. So then you really have to start doing the thing. That's the thing. You have to find either a good self-help book or coaching program or just commit to a habits. Some of my favorite like self-help books are Feel the Fear and Do It Anyways. 
amazing book on how to handle anxiety or nerves or fear of doing something and why your fear is actually important and you should dive in. Another two books that I absolutely adore are Tim Grover's Winning and Relentless. These are books by a sports mentality. He's also kind of a physical coach though. And Tim Grover worked with people like Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan, and he talks about working with them and the mentality of what it takes to relentlessly get up every day and go after something and also how winning isn't the end. And so those are two books I would really recommend if you're looking for a place to start and if you're nervous about starting feel the fear and do it anyways, which was recommended to me by an amazing ballet teacher I had in college, John Todd. And unfortunately he's passed away, but I just had to say that because I think about him all the time. So you have to do the thing and then you're going to have to do the thing that you're scared of and you're going to have to start pushing your edges. But when you push your edges and you look back at all the work you've put in, maybe you have to feel that first. You have to look back at all the work you put in. So I look back on this year and it's only really been like the last three months. I want to say this has all clicked for me. I have to look back on the whole year and looked at the burnout. Look at how much I have actually accomplished. Look at the quality of my relationships. And if we're talking specifically in career, I look back now on all the stuff I've done, even in the years past, and I just realized how much of a complete package I am. I have good acting training. I have all my materials reading. I took amazing headshots. I know XYZ person. I do this type of quality audition. And now I'm just taking ownership of what my thing is. Like, I'm just like, yeah, I fucking did that stamp of approval. I am this. And so I know that. And then you have to start doing the scary thing. And that's when people will know your worth. So scary things. I think that can be asking for the raise you know you deserve. I think this could be asking to move in with a partner, asking maybe, or not asking, breaking up with a partner. You have to do the scary thing, moving to a new town, whatnot. That is when you are going to pull yourself worth tailored because you'll feel it. If you've gone through all these things, you will feel that build and build and build up. And now it is time to like fucking break through and take that leap and do the scary thing. For me, this past season, the scary thing has been, I left my reps, right? As I mentioned, I've honestly had a really hard time getting new representation here in Los Angeles. And I've sent some emails. I've gotten some responses and whatnot. And you know what I started doing? I started following up with a phone call. Who the fuck does that? It is so scary. The entertainment industry feels like it is so gatekept. Like actors shouldn't call agents. Actors shouldn't call managers, blah, 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 whatnot. And you know what? I started doing this as a way to push myself and it has made me feel amazing. I haven't gotten the rep, but the act of doing it has showed me that I know my self-worth and that I have put in the fucking work in so many different places. And I did the scary thing. I had to go through so much ups, downs, whatnot, and it will regress and it will change. I think self-worth and self-confidence are an ebb and flow. We go through great phases. We go through good phases. We go through bad phases. And I just push you to do the scary thing because doing the scary thing shows that you know you're worth it. And if you know you're worth it, your confidence comes up and people can feel that. They literally feel you being like, I know what I'm worth. And I know it because I'm acting in this certain way because I know what I bring to the table. I have seen people even do this in ways to get into the club. I will never forget this one time. We went out to Doheny Room and Doheny Room is, I would say it's the club. This was pre-pandemic. I was with my friend Bridget and a guy she was talking to, my boyfriend, and I think another friend and her boyfriend. 
We walk up to the door and we say to the guy like, oh, we'd like to come in. He was like, well, the girls can come. The guys can't. We had even ratio, by the way. And my friend Bridget, the badass lawyer she now is, literally looked him fucking in the eyes and said, it's all of us or none of us. And he just lifted up the rope and in we went. But the self-worth and confidence, she was like, no, I know what I'm bringing. And like at that time, this was probably 2019 or 2018. I could never, I would be so scared. I'm like, oh, okay, sorry, my bad. Like, I don't know the rules. No, you know what? What do you mean? I'm your prime customer. Let me fucking in. And it's to do that extra thing. It's that scary push or whatnot. So make the scary phone call. Tell the bouncer, you know your worth and do the scary thing. And don't let anybody make your 10 feel like a seven or God forbid a six or a five. Guys, thank you so much for listening to Confessions of a Wannabe It Girl. We will be back in January. So enjoy your nice holiday break and don't forget to rate and subscribe to the show. I cannot wait for all the exciting things I have planned for the podcast next year. We'll see you in 2023. So you want to be an it girl? Thank you guys so much for listening to Confessions of a Wannabe It Girl. You can find us on Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, all the things. And don't forget to rate and subscribe to the show.